You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories and sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne. You're very welcome to this latest episode from the Kilcullen Diary. An eight-minute film produced by three college friends and premiered recently on YouTube highlights the issues of harassment experienced by young women in Ireland's nightclub and dance scene. Guy was produced by the Luna Collective, which comprises Rachel O'Sullivan from Kilcullen and her friends Ryan O'Donnell and Graham Butler-Green. It's a disturbing insight into an arena of hypnotic beat, heat, harassment and sometimes menace. The filming technique is a variant on Shadowgraph and is very effective in an apparent simplicity that's unexpectedly powerful. Rachel is heading back to college in September to add a PhD in chemistry to her degree in the same subject. Graham studied English and drama also at UCD and is going for further study in January at London's Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. Ryan is studying to be a paediatric nurse and he wrote the original script for Guy. I got the three together on a Zoom call, and I first asked Ryan how he came to choose the subject. Unfortunately, the reason is because it's such a common experience for many, if not all, women of our age and older and younger. I suppose, like, being in my 20s, like, I'm going to nightclubs from, like, the age of, like, 19 until, you know, the pandemic... And hanging out, a lot of my friends would be female and having a girlfriend before as well. You see a lot of the behavior of a lot of men within nightclubs, uh, even outside of nightclubs as well. That's really kind of just as awful as it's portrayed in Guy, really. And uh, like I've never had to experience anything that bad myself being a guy. But um, seeing my friends kind of go through it and and hearing them always talk about it uh, because it's such a common experience was just... um, it's pretty like, I don't know, I just found it very upsetting and frustrating. And um, I guess towards like Christmas, having like, you know, going out for Christmas and stuff like that after finishing exams and everything, I think I saw an event similar to it one too many times. And uh, I just felt compelled to write something about it. And the idea kind of came to me one night in a nightclub. And yeah, I think things just went from there. Had you done any writing before? Uh, Had you written for theatre or radio or anything like that? Uh, yeah, so um, I suppose my kind of playwriting endeavours started almost two years ago. I wrote a very short piece that was kind of a one-man show called Addict, and then I further developed that to be like a kind of full theatre production that I worked on with Graham and Rachel. And, and then I wrote another short piece back in back last September called Minutes to Midnight that was kind of about the current climate crisis. Rachel, how did you get involved? Did you read the script or how did you hear about it? So Ryan sent it on to us, uh, to myself and Graeme, to have a read of, first of all, just to get feedback on it. Um, That was initially my first reading of it, so there wasn't really any talk of us actually doing it. And then we kind of came back to it a bit later and then reading it again. um, It was kind of different reading it, imagining myself playing girl, um, because you're trying to put yourself into that situation. And as Ryan said, unfortunately, a lot of people have been in that situation. So it was definitely, it was definitely kind of a a strange role to play because it was a similar situation that I've heard from friends and in particular female friends. So yeah, it was, it was a strange experience to play it. You said you'd heard of such experience from friends. Is that something that you experienced yourself 
during your time in college? Yeah, absolutely. I had, I've talked to a few of my friends, uh, female friends again, um, about Guy since it's come out. And everyone is saying that it's an experience that happens on every night out, which is horrible. But it, it's true that in some shape or form, you will get some level of abuse. And it's a culture that is kind of almost accepted in Ireland and accepted in nightclubs. And you tell your friends about it and... I'm guilty of it myself. I just kind of brush it off because it happens all the time. But it's something that we shouldn't brush off. And it's something that we should always pick up on and always, you know, be wary of and never, never accept it because it's ingrained in us. I feel as Irish women to accept this level of abuse from people. And I think it's very important for us to, to fight back against that and to, to never accept that. Graham, you're the one who's heading for a career in drama. How did you react to it when you read the script first? I suppose like when I read it first, I was trying to picture how... See, when we had initially gotten it, it was in the middle of lockdown. So I knew, in a sense, like it wouldn't be possible to stage or even film something with a massive crowd. And like that was something I was trying to wrap my head around for a long time, is how we could possibly move this script from paper onto screen and still be able to kind of replicate that massive atmosphere that you would, you know, be able to see in nightclubs. So like my first reaction to it was, you know, trying to get it off the page, you know, in that sense, because it's such an important issue to highlight. And I feel it's only becoming more and more and more increasingly, um, prevalent in Irish society and especially like across like all over Europe and the US as well um, is like you know people like especially women coming forward to speak out against uh, sexual harassment and sex trafficking etc etc because it's been seen much more in mainstream news. When it came to thinking about production you came up with a shadowgraph idea where did that come from? I was we had a meeting we, we actually we met up over zoom to discuss a few of the scripts that we had and Guy came up and I threw this idea into the pot of um, there was this great scene in Train Spotting 2 where uh, Renton and Sick Boy are taking heroin again for the first time in years and there's just this these images just projected onto the wall as they're getting high and I thought like the display of colours in that and also like, you know, the bouncing effect of the shadows across the room was a really nice effect. So I mentioned it to both Ryan and Rachel about how about we try to kind of create the atmosphere, I suppose, of the nightclub within our own homes by bouncing lights off of our off of bodies and projecting them up onto walls to kind of like, I suppose, mimic this nightclub atmosphere. We soon kind of came to realise that that wasn't really working because, again, you were trying to set this nightclub space in a domestic space. So, like, you know, the merging of both worlds, it wasn't working. We were, like, really, really grateful then that uh, Peter Hussey, I reached out to Peter Hussey from Kildare Youth Theatre in Crooked House, being able to obtain the Liffey studio that myself, Ryan and Rachel could head down just to record these scenes. So... We hung up a white sheet. We had lights there in behind us and the rest is kind of history, I suppose. 
Ryan, you wrote the script in that first place. Did, did you have to make many changes to the script when it came to production? Well, surprisingly, there weren't like a huge amount of changes that had to be made because when I wrote it originally like for stage, um, the stage directions in it in the script are that you can't see the actors, you can only see their voices. And so my idea was that you'd have probably actors on stage talking through a microphone saying these lines, but you couldn't see them. And the the main thing would be kind of lighting and kind of like again shadow in a way and that was the idea i had but like that's all i had really that's all i thought about in terms of production so when we all started talking about the idea of uh, the kind of kind of shadow play in it it made sense and i thought yeah that's definitely one of the best thing this is the best thing that can we, we can do for this script being produced especially when it's not on stage yeah, it was just uh, not a lot of changes had to be made. Honestly, I don't think we made any changes to the script because it was originally written where you can't see the people. So we just had so much freedom in terms of what would be the visuals while we just recorded the dialogue. Rachel, you've got a family background in drama and you were in Dramsock in college. When it came to this particular form of using the shadowgraph technique, was it very much different to what you'd have done before? Not hugely, other than the fact that we needed camera equipment. The actual performing of it was pretty much the same as it would be on stage, I feel, because even though it's you're working with shadows, you're still acting, even though the facial features aren't seen, um, you're still portraying a character. So I felt like it was very similar acting as it would be to on stage. And I think that the the shadows they lent themselves to the kind of anonymity of the the characters because they're girl, boy and guy. They're not really given any any real identity. So I feel like the shadows kind of lent into that and kind of into that world a bit. Graham, after filming, was there much post-production involved? I, I think you did a fair bit of mixing, did you? I met up with Rachel because we live about five minutes away. I met up with her on, was it Saturday after we had finished filming? We sat down to put like a basic structure on how the footage would work together. So we watched all of the clips kind of individually and bear in mind there was over four hours of footage, I think, that we had filmed collectively. So we were trying to kind of put that in place. We read through the script. We put, tried to put in place how long it would be. So we were working it around at about eight minutes or so. We tried to put a really basic structure on it. And then I came home and for like the next week after that, it was trying to make those individual scenes. So, you know, like the dance montages that they feel crowded, that they feel almost um, hypnotic in a sense. And the flashes of lights, as well as um, the undercurrent of voices that you hear throughout. That was a nightmare to try and produce. But it, again, it, it was all just voice recordings that we had done that were just spliced up and just looped back over and over and over again. Ryan, when you got down to writing the script first, who were you looking at as your audience? It was a pretty broad demographic for sure, because like, again, this topic is applicable to anyone who's going to nightclubs, anyone who's going out on nights out, even if not to nightclubs. And that that's anywhere between like, you know, 16 and then onwards, basically. So I guess the main demographic would be between that age and people up into their 30s. But like the thing is, again, everyone's kind of experienced on some level, unfortunately, as in like mainly um, women. 
so I guess a lot of people like it could could relate to it. Uh, so big, pretty broad demographic. Rachel, when the whole thing was finished and you got a chance to look back at the complete film, did you find anything that surprised you? I think what surprised me was Boy, uh, Ryan's character, Boy. Because while we were filming and recording Boy, our Boy always seemed to me like a nice character and that he was there to, to help girl. And then when I watched it back, and especially with the the images, he was also quite threatening and almost trying to play nice to get on girl's side. And I think that that was something I hadn't really seen while reading the script or while working on it. And then when looking back at it as a whole, he kind of also seemed like a very evil character and very sexist as well because he was blaming girl for being abused or for getting abused. And so that was something that definitely jumped out at me when I watched it back. You launched it recently on YouTube. Have you had much reaction or feedback from people who have seen it and maybe come back to you? Yeah, I've heard back from um, a few friends with pretty positive comments. Again, a lot of my female friends coming back saying that it's completely relatable. I think we've also have it up on our, our Instagram as well on IGTV and we're getting uh, some more views there. So yeah, I think it's important to to kind of stretch it over the different social media platforms in order to, to get more traffic on it, I suppose. The Luna Collective is the name you're all working under. Are there any more plans or ideas that you're working on for the rest of the year? Absolutely. We have the number of scripts we have been consistently working on, but we want to kind of have like a very quick enough turnaround with the next project. That's kind of more about who we are. It's difficult to kind of, you know, pin, pin it down exactly considering we're in, we're living in the times that we're living in. But we definitely have plans that will take us up as far as September, early October, maybe even late October. Rachel, you're going back to college, back into studying science again. Will you have much time to spare for a bit more drama this year? I guess I've never really had time to do drama throughout my whole life. Um, but I always just I always just make time um, because it's, it's just part of um, what I do and it's part of how I live my life. So... Yes, I'm, I'm always busy, but I'll, I'll always make time to, to do drama. And that was Rachel O'Sullivan finishing this podcast. Guy can be found on YouTube using the link in the summary of this podcast. It's well worth a look, maybe several times. I'm Brian Byrne. Thanks for listening.